Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to all of our blessed and beloved viewers from all across Burhan Institute and Masjid Sufa of Kennesaw and from wherever you might be. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept you joining us on this blessed evening of Monday night. And jazakumullah khayy to our beloved guest, um, Shaykh Wasif Iqbal. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Once again, uh, Sheikh Jazakumullah Khay for joining us. Um, just a reminder to all of our viewers, um, Alhamdulillah, we are currently on the series 40 Hadith Compilation by Shah Waliullah Rahmatullahi Alayhi. And this compilation of Shah Waliullah Rahmatullahi Alayhi was a series that he founded. Um, and Alhamdulillah, we have and are ongoing with the series of 40 Hadith. And every week we host a different scholar to enlighten us and teach us about the various sciences that um, Shah Waliullah compiled within these Hadith of the Prophet This week we have Sheikh Wasif Iqbal with us. And just a quick introduction before Sheikh Wasif begins. Um, Sheikh Wasif, Alhamdulillah, has been serving the uh, Louisville community for over a decade now, alhamdulillah, and more specifically, the Louisville Islamic Center is where uh, Sheikh Wasif is the imam, and also one of the uh, fa uh, founders of Hira Institute. Hira Institute is an Islamic seminary located in Louisville, Kentucky, where they are teaching the Quran, teaching the different sciences of Islam, and also upbringing the youth with Islamic traditional knowledge. And so, alhamdulillah, Sheikh Wasif Iqbal has been serving that community along with his brother and the communities there. Sheikh Wasif comes from a very great and noble family, Alhamdulillah. Sheikh Wasif is a sibling of five, and Alhamdulillah, all of his siblings, just like himself, are scholars of the Islamic sciences. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept their different, uh, the work that they do across. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to benefit from them. Without further ado, Sheikh Wasif Iqbal. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما الحياة الدنيا إلا متاع الغرور قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما قل وكفى خير مما كثر وألها أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله العلي العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين as it was habitual of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to always begin with the praise of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, all praise, all gratitude, our worship belong to Him. We are speaking about this, the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to gain His pleasure, to, to seek guidance through Him. We ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to continue to guide us, protect our Iman, protect the Iman of our future generations and our children. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala grant all of us Jannah al Fidos. Ameen. Uh, also, I'd like to uh, thank Burhan Institute. Um, you know, this is an opportunity um to to you know uh, remind ourselves and and others around and really at a time when when we think about um what is happening in the world and how we had to really change our our um, aspect of teaching and getting the reminders from the Quran and hadith from reliable scholars and all of this that the changes that are taking place it is um impressive and honorable what uh, Burhan Institute is doing adapting to the times and still uh, giving out um, and helping others when it comes to reminding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When we talk about this hadith and really when you look at, you know, when I was going through the book of Shawli uh, and and when you look at all of the hadith within it, it just gives you a glimpse of how eloquent the Prophet sallallahu was and, and the teachings that have been brought to us. And really it could be just a few words, but yet there could be 
you know, volumes of commentary on it. As we know, we have heard of many of these hadiths that are within this book, but yet each and every single one of them not only can be a, a, a session or, you know, a, a halaqa on it itself, but it is something that you can expound on even more. Even today, when when I was, uh, uh, you know, getting ready to speak for this, there's so much that we can go on and 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 learn from a few words from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the hadith uh, that I'm going to read today and, 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 and comment on a little bit, مَا قَلَّ وَكَفَى خَيْرٌ مِمَّا كَثُرَ وَأَلْهَى What is little, قَلَّ, you know, comes from, you know, قَلِيل, what is uh, little but sufficient, وَكَفَى, right? That's why, وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ حَسِيبًا, right? Allah is sufficient, right? خَيْرٌ مِمَّا كَثُرَ وَأَلْهَى it is better than that which is abundant. You might have so much of it, right? Whatever it may be, right? But it causes heedlessness, right? It takes us away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? And this is something that, you know, we can look in a very general sense, right? This is uh, when, you, when you talk about, um, you know, in abundance or a little of, it could be in general sense, right? There's many things, right, that we will be better off having less of. And this is, you know, uh, talk about food. Right, uh, you know, we always quote the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, when you know we ask the children or you know in the masjid, how much are we supposed to eat, right? And the answer is always, oh, we know, we know. And then we say one third water, one third uh, for food, one third for drink, one for one third for air, which is correct, right? That's the narration. But that is the second part of the narration because when you look at the beginning of the narration, the Prophet actually said, eat what enough that your back stays straight. Now, how much is that? That's not one-third food. And he goes on, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that if you were to eat more, right? So imagine we're at, you know, a dawah, some party, we're all getting together, you know, and you end up eating, you know, people keep putting in your plate. Okay, it comes, but don't go more than one-third, right? So so what is actually, uh, uh, you know, told to us to do is eat a little bit, so little that enough to make your back be straight, right? And as the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, the, the worst vessel that a person could fill is this, Stomach. So the, the idea is we can look, look at this hadith in a very general sense because when you overeat, right, what happens what ends up happening? We may feel lazy, our seat gets deeper, right? And generally, you know, there's that, that saying that um you know you 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 tend to forget the uh, uh, you know uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you have a full stomach. You forget the ones that are poor when you have a full stomach, you forget you know a lot of things when you have a full stomach because alhamdulillah, we are good. Right, so so when you eat a little, that's the beauty of Ramadan, right? I, I ask my congregation all the time. I say, when was the last time you felt hungry? When did you feel your stomach growling? Right, and then usually it's like, oh, it's the previous Ramadan. But this kind of the idea, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wants us to feel that that hunger. So in in a lot of sense, we can we can see that you know even oversleeping, right? You know, medical you know researchers and uh, doctors would tell us that if a person has sleeps, you know oversleeps and constantly that's his habit it's not healthy and a lot of this uh, you know oversleeping is actually a symptom of many diseases right so being tired or feeling drowsy all the time and this and all that so so you know anything that would take us away from in when we do it in abundance right so we can look at it in a very general thing and this is the thing about the prophet right is he always connected everything to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right he may be walking down the street or looking at the skies the mountains you know whatever maybe around the gardens Right, um, he's looking at a, a dump, right, and he's he's telling Abu Bakr Siddiq, look, this is what the people are chasing, right? Look where it's ending up. 
So the idea is everything around us should remind us, take us back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why in the Quran, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about min ayati, it could be fi and physical in ourselves or within the skies or what's all around us within within the animal kingdom. All of these are what? The miracles and reminders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, the Prophet sallallahu when he came out of the restroom, his his the first words that he used to say after he came out of the restroom was what? Well, Quran, when he was finished using, uh, revealing himself, uh, he would he would say, "Wafranak." Why? Right? Because "Wafranak" is actually to say, "Ya Allah, forgive me." Right? You're the All Merciful. He used to say that because for that portion of time, we are commanded not to remember Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Right, not to say the words of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Right, so so he used to actually seek, you know, a forgiveness. Right, because even for that portion of time, he couldn't connect himself the way he liked to be connected all the time with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So you can look at it in a sense that anything, in a general case, that anything that a little would keep us with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Right, and you know, I I don't know if. Um, you know, you have sports, you have YouTube, you have entertainment, you have gaming, you have all of these things. I don't even know if it'll go in this, that a little bit of it is fine. And, you know, if it's too much, then it might be, uh, you know, cause us to forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I think any, any portion of it, uh, obviously, except the, those things that are, you know, uh, reminding us of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like the way we're using the, um, you know, social media and, and different tech now. But in general, we know how many hours go into you know, all the social apps, right? The social media, how much goes into YouTube, how much goes into sports. Now that's back up. And then, you know, you have entertainment, you have, you know, all of these things. So that's something that uh, we have to always ask ourselves is, is are we in ghafla, right? Is it something that is connecting us back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Because even if it was for a small portion, we're forgetting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? It would, it would be something that we would want to get rid of when it comes to our our daily routine, All right? And then now you can talk about Pacific. And many of the the the, the scholars of the opinion, this is referring to the worldly life, right? And this is this is something that you can, uh, you know, immediately take off when you hear the words of Maqalla wa Kafa, right? When it comes to little and it's sufficient, right? It's better than that, which is uh, a lot and is um, uh, you know, causes heathens uh, causes us to you know to put us in a ghafla to forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and forget our, our identity, forget who we are and what the purpose of life is. And this is something that you know that goes like directly against our society. And it's it's interesting, right? That when you think about it, what are the common slogans you hear all the time, right? Uh, never settle for less, right? Or the next big thing, right? There's always promotions, right? Like, let's get climb the ladder. Right. You have uh, never less, always more. Right. You can go into all of these slogans. What is it? What is it telling us? Right. That, you know, you may have a good, but it's not good enough. Let's let's take the next step. Let's go to the next step. And this is exactly what the Prophet was referring to that that understand. Right. Then this is this is if we can understand this principle. Right. Is understand that the world is needed. Right. We cannot live and survive without the world and the means of this world. Right. But it is not the purpose. Right? That that's if you can understand that, that's it. Because when you look at the Prophet, وسلم, he always chose right to be like a slave. Right? The, the choice was given to the Prophet وسلم, that you know you, you can have you know the thrones, right? You can have uh, what what everyone else is desiring, but or you can choose to live like a slave and have all that thing reserved for uh, the akhirah, right? Um, you know, in the hereafter. And and this is something the Prophet وسلم, he constantly chose. Right? Like even when you ate, the Prophet said, I would rather eat like a slave than a king. Right. So this is something over and over, over again. You find in the life of the Prophet that he would constantly choose the akhirah over the luxuries and the material world. Right. And that's why we know the Prophet did not leave with much in this world. 
if anything at all. So when we look into uh, uh, you know the classical books, you find that we need this world, right? But at the same time, you cannot have cannot make it the purpose, right? When you, you know, as we talk about one of the uh, uh, you know, the diseases of the heart, right? That's something that we constantly hear: the love for this world, right? So what ends up happening, right? Is you know, you get a taste of a little bit, right? We start our careers or whatever, wherever we may be, and and then you know. It, it is an attraction. It's a desire. It is something that we long after, right? Especially when we compare, right? That's why when we, we we find that when we look at our blessings, right? When we look at what we have, look at people that have less than us, right? So what it does, it makes us appreciate, right? Because when we look at the people that have more, right? We, we end up saying that, you know, I, I don't have anything, even though Alhamdulillah, we're well off. But at the same time, when you look at people that less, right? This gives us a, 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 a sense of appreciation that Alhamdulillah, I have a roof over my head. Alhamdulillah, I have a family that is taking care of. Alhamdulillah, I have food to eat for dinner. Child. Alhamdulillah, I have this and this and this and this. And the list goes on. When we see and we visit and we do those things that are that are encouraging our deen to, to make us understand that, Alhamdulillah, how we are blessed. But nevertheless, what happens is it starts you know, seeping in. And that's the example that we find of a boat, right? A ship, right? And it's, it's, the similitude is to ourselves or our heart, right? Is in the water. Now you, you need the water. The, the ship is not going to move. It's pointless if the water is not there. But what happens is minute there's a hole, right? Within the ship, right? The water seeps in and that's the, that, that uh, uh, boat is going straight down. So similarly, we need the world. We need what is around us. We cannot survive without it. Right. But at the same time, when that becomes the purpose, when it seeps into our heart, right, then when we start choosing our work over Jumu'ah, right, or if we start doing, you know, start making those choices, that is, you know, we may never say it, that I will never give anything over the premise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet But when we look down into it, there'd be many times where we would actually choose the world over the dunya. And this is something that, you know, that you find constantly in the Quran. But before we get to the verses, one thing I do want to uh, uh, clarify here is, you know, having wealth or being wealthy is not haram. Okay, the, the, this is not the point, right? Alhamdulillah, it is uh, it's a blessing, right? This is something Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses some over others, right? But the issue comes in is when we tend to, when it becomes, right? Ahla, right? Alha, when, it, when, when that is the reason why we become uh, the cause of ghafla. This is when it starts taking your focus away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and following the Prophet wasallam, and it leads us to ghafla, right? So this is this is something that we have to understand because we had the Sahaba radiallahu anhu, we had very, you know, golden role models when it came to wealth, right? From the Sahaba radiallahu anhu, you can go down, you know, even when you look at some of the Anbiya wasallam, they were very, very wealthy, right? But a couple of things we have to, we have, you have to understand. Number one is, that it cannot be the cause to take us away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? But other than that, it is a great responsibility. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, لا تزال قدم ابن عادم يوم القيامة من عند ربي حتى يسأل عن خمس In other narration comes Arba, right? That a person, uh, the son of Adam, uh, each of us, when we stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Our feet will not be able to move. We will not be able to take a step until we are asked. In some narration comes four, some comes five questions. One of those is right? So he will be asked about his wealth, right? Specifically, right? So when you talk about this, it's where you know where did you earn it, right? Investments, right? Loans, 
right? Where, you know, where did we spend it? Did we spend it on the right people, right things, right? Did we earn it correctly, you know, in the, in, in the correct uh, form and fashion that, that Sharia Islam has taught us, right? Uh, did we fulfill our zakat on it, right? Did we fulfill our, 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 our duty upon the wealth, right? Did we fulfill all the responsibility that, that we have when it comes to that wealth and the people that are around us, so on and so forth? There's so many things that, that, that can be asked. So every cent, right, that is, um, you know, every cent that is earned, right? has to be accounted for, right? You know, uh, when you talk to these experts, when it comes to um, uh, money management, right? They say every cent has to be accounted for. It couldn't be, you can't even round off, right? They'll say every cent needs to be accounted for. And see, we have the same idea when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that not a penny is earned or spent that we know that we may be or ask question for it and be responsible to answer uh, um, and and uh, fulfill responsibility towards it. So that's something we have to understand. And and you know, in 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 a, in a general aspect, right? When you think about wealth, right? Um, the way you have to look at it is there's two types of test, right? When you talk about you know ibtila or bala, right? Uh, you talk about uh, a test or a hardship, difficulty, right? A trial, right? When you say life is a test, right? Majority of the people, right, they're in two states, right? Number one is they're in the state of wealth. Number two, they're in the wealth of, in the state of poverty, right? That they don't have sufficient, whether it's food, whether it's health, whether it's 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 a home, it's a roof over their head, uh, security, right? You, you have all of those things. And then you have all of the other things of having all those provisions, right? Having all those blessings. And alhamdulillah, I, I could say by, you know, living in this part of the world, alhamdulillah, I think we're from the latter, right? We have been blessed immensely by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But really, when you think about it, when do, when do we tend to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most? Right, majority of the time it is when we go through difficulty, right? When we go through that that difficulty, right? If someone is ill, right? Someone uh, passes away. Someone you go through a tough time, whichever way maybe it could be just an exam or a big you know evaluation coming up, and then we notice our salawat going up, right? We're attending the masjid, right? A little more, right? Our du'as are a little longer. The tilaw of the Quran is more regular. All of this happens why? Because we're going through that little bit of a dip. You know, I don't even want to say difficulty. Sometimes it's just, a, you know, uh, inconvenient for us, right? And we tend to start turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when you have a life like that, right? You don't know when the next meal is coming, when you don't know the safety and security of your family and your children, how would you survive the next day? So on and so forth. When you're living a constant life like that, tell me that, you, you know, we won't remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more. When we don't know where my children are going to eat tonight, right? Don't tell our du'as won't be longer. Right. So in some sense, right, we have responsibility in both ends. We have to have patience and sabr in both sense. Right. But when it comes to being euphoria, we have this comfortable life in luxury and alhamdulillah, we're living well. We tend to forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more. Right. And, and really, when we talk about the responsibility towards, uh, you know, towards the wealth, you know, one of the examples that I give is you can have more. Right. We find in the hadith. But when he takes the accounting for it, it may take some time, especially when. You know, you have to account for everything we have earned. So it's like, you know, showing up at the airport, you know, as we come back from our hometown, home countries, right? Um, from the east or coming back from Umrah or Hajj, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, we have the max amount of suitcases, right? So imagine you go to, you know, you pull up, you're, you're at the customs, right? Imagine you walk with a laptop, right? And you show them a laptop, that's what you came with. How long is it going to take? Even if they do end up opening and searching everything, how long is it going to take? Right. And imagine you, you know, pull up and you have, you know, max amount, six, seven people, you have 24 suitcases and then and then what's going to happen. Right. So even even, you know, they can let you through. 
What are the chances though, right? You come through, we have the mashallah nice beard, and you have the hijab sisters and mashallah, and then what's going to end up happening is usually get searched. And when it gets searched, and you know, alhamdulillah, you know, we don't have anything, right? But it just takes time. Now every suitcase is open, everything is searched, and then eventually if we even get through, right, then it still takes time, right? So the Prophet Sallallahu shows, just, just have a little, enough, right? Enough that you don't need to beg, right? That's many times. In another uh, uh, hadith, the Prophet Sallallahu talks about very, something very similar. And he says, you haven't given, have been given enough. And the word kafa, he used, uh, the uh, you know, the scholars, uh, they mentioned, that is referring to that it's enough that it stops you from begging, Right? So it's, you know, we have to ask ourselves, what, what is going to be sufficient, right? Because really when um, when you think about it, it's, uh, you know, the Prophet wasallam he says that, you know, uh, the, the Ibn Adam, he wants wadi uh, in dahab, right? He wants, uh, um, he has one wadi, uh, one valley full of gold, right? And then the next thing, he wants another one. And we're not talking about, you know, pot of gold, right? We're talking about a valley of gold, right? And then he said he would desire a second, Subhanallah, right? So even when we think I hit a million dollars, I'm part of the million uh, millionaire club, I'm good. No, uh, you know the Prophet is telling us that's not his design. If if that's your goal, it's just going to get more and more to the extent that he said he would want a second, and this would continue until his mouth is filled with meaning until he passes away, right? So this is really like you know, uh, uh, you know, and this is uh, uh, the Prophet telling us, right, that. You know, focus on what matters, right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over in the Quran, over again in the Quran, he talks about this dunya. He's telling us that this is deceiving material, right? You're gonna chase after it, it's not gonna do you any good, right? Take take what you need, right? To be sufficient, right? To to live a a, a, a comfortable life, right? But don't let it be that I have to, you know, for social norms or the uh, uh, the pressure that may be there from from our families and so on and so forth. That we just have to pursue, 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 just to make the people around us happy. Right? You uh, um, love that what is close, right? We see something, we want it, right? Even though we may look for a 10, 15 years down the road in the sense of graduating, starting a career, starting our own practice or business and so on and so forth. But really, you know, when you look at that's far, what the al-akhara, right? We tend to leave those that seem far away. You know, the Prophet says, a person who says, subhanAllah, tree goes in, Jannah, we have all heard of this, right? How many of us would sit there and do a tasbih properly thinking of that hadith? Many times what we're doing is, you know, if we see that tree grow in the backyard right now, we'll be sitting there all day, all night. Right, doing a tasbihat. Right, we know it's true. We have faith in that. Right, but it's difficult to bring it into uh, into into uh, practice. Right, bal hayat dunya. And this is once again, it's almost like it's it's a cheat code that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is giving us. He's saying that listen, this is what you will do. Right, this is what you know. Majority of the people are going to run after. Right, are we going to be different? Right, because bal hayat dunya. You give preference to the worldly life. Right? Look in our daily life. Look at the choices we make. And many times we will see that we are giving preference, right? You know, for the youngsters who are, you know, going to watch the, the finals or, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, I think Atlanta's playing tonight, right? Ask yourself, right? Aisha time comes in. Are we going to go to the masjid and pray? Or are, are we going to, you know, say that, you know, I can pray after or halftime or this or that, right? So th these are questions that we have to ask ourselves because what are we doing? We're giving preference to something which is taking us away from the reminder of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rather than going to the reminder in itself, right? 
not only is the afterlife better, right, which which we all know and believe, right? But it is abqa, right? Even if you were to take that, it's not better. Even if it was equivalent to, you know, a, just say, uh, you know, high-end uh, life uh, style here, right? But just the fact that it's abqa, just the fact that it is everlasting, right? That in itself makes it better, right? So if something that you can have for, you know, 50 years, 70 years, whatever it may be, but something is forever, there's no comparison. As long as, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all of us jannah, right? As long as we make it a jannah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, Right, that we have to give preference to the akhirah, and this is uh, you know difficult, especially in the day age and and the the place that we live, where everything is commercialized. Right, from the holidays to literally everything that we look at is how can we get the you know uh, get a better thing or the next thing and so on and so forth. And that's something that's constant. We have to you know there was this person at the time of um, Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu and he was making this dua. He was saying. Um, uh, uh, Allah right? He was saying that, oh Allah, make me from, uh, from uh, the minority, Qalil, right? Uh, from the less. So Amr ibn Khattar only hears this, and you know his his um, um, you know characteristic was that he would immediately you know figure out what's happening and get to the bottom. So he said to this person, he said, what what do you mean? I don't find this in the Quran or Hadith. What are you referring to, right? So he says that when you look into the Quran, you'll find that majority of the time when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala talks about Akthar, right? The majority of the people, right? You'll find that la yu'minun, right? They don't believe. La yashkurun, they're not grateful. La ya'lamun, that they don't know. Many of the, the the negative qualities that are given is given to majority of the people, right? But when it comes to the qalil, right? When it comes to the qalil, it's all good qualities, right? The ones that are going to believe, it's, it's going to be qalil, right? Uh, um, and uh, when it comes to, you know, the people that show appreciation, it's only going to be a minority. The people that believe, only a minority. Hey, all of this, and this is one of the things in the day and age and we live in as a minority, especially here, we have to be from the minorities of the minority, right? We have to be from a, a very exclusive group, right? Meaning that we constantly choose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the akhirah, right? This is something that we have to constantly do, and it, it, it's it's uh, it's not easy, right? Especially when when we have all of the things around us that we have that is promoting, uh, uh, you know, chasing this world, right? Uh, you know, chase what matters, right? All of this is what it's all is to take us to uh, towards this world, right? Away from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, "Person who focuses on the akhirah, it is going to hurt his dunya. There's no question about it. And a person who is who is uh, uh, you know focused on the akhirah, uh, on the dunya, it will hurt his akhirah." Right? These are the words of the Prophet Not that you can't have it good in both places, right? But we have to make our focus the akhirah, and along with that will come the blessings from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala grant all of us guidance on the Surah Al-Mustaqim. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give us the ability to give preference to the akhirah. You know, uh, make it uh, give us that al-qalb, give us that contentment in our hearts. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala forgive us for our shortcomings. Grant all of us Jannah al-Firdaus. Amin. Wa akhiru da'wan. Alhamdulillah. Ya Rabbi Alameen. Oh.